1: Uh, Make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. The show you're about to listen to was recorded Tuesday evening, and uh, Wednesday morning the news broke that uh, the Dolphins have agreed to interview Chris Richard and uh, Vic Fangio. So that'll take place today, Wednesday, and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, and we're back for another Fin Fans podcast uh, this evening. I've got Daniel Reinhardt.
2: What up, Fin Fans? And Louis Arcony.
0: Hello, 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 Dolphins. The season's over.
1: it sure is. But, but the work isn't finished.
2: But the, the work works. has just begun for
0: 2023. Yeah, yeah. The we Finns decided
1: to uh, release yeah. Josh Boyer from his responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also uh, w- cut <laughs> their linebacker coach, Ty McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, the safety coach, Steve Gregory, and assistant linebacker coach, uh, Steve Ferrance.
2: I'm not sure that any of those are huge surprises, right? We've been talking about Boyer for quite a while. Yeah.
1: We were kind of hoping they'd keep him just for continuity's sake. But, uh, you know, they, they felt the change was needed, and uh, we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, I'm a little bit torn. Uh, I did like Boyer. I liked some of the things that he brought. We'd, we had mentioned several times he was behind the eight ball with the injuries this year. So I'm a little torn, but, you know, time to move forward. Wish him yeah. the best.
0: He, um, You know, th- to me, it's just so weird when you, when you fire half a staff. You know, it's like um, it, t- it just doesn't make sense. I mean, you know, the defense, it's supposed to be a unit, right? Right. And the coaches are supposed to work as a unit, you know? So to me, it's just so weird. You either fire everybody and bring in, you know, or maybe you keep somebody over to where they're a bridge. But, you know, to fire what? How many? Do they fire three out of eight or whatever yeah. amount they have? I mean, it's, you know, it's like you're picking on certain individuals and it's their fault, you know, that our linebackers can't cover – you know, tight ends or receivers, I mean, tight ends or running backs. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, you know, again, I don't think the unit as a whole, I've said this before, I don't think they played bad this season under the circumstances. I mean, they did have four starters down and um, I felt that they pieced it together very well and they did about as good as they could, you know, under the circumstances. You know, you look at, That Cincinnati game, uh, you know, against Buffalo, I mean, those are comparable games, right? Because they were a week apart. Right. And, you know, where we failed was, you know, obviously on the offensive side. And, you know, we can make excuses for injuries, but there's other teams in the NFL, much like Cincinnati did this past week with three offensive linemen out. Purdy in San Francisco is playing at a very, very good level. Because he's got everybody around him, all those veterans like Kittle and McCaffrey and Debo, they're all stepping up and and helping him in every way possible. So, you know, when you look at it, you know, the defense in that football game against Buffalo, you can honestly say kept us in that game, you know, for those four Mm -hmm. quarters. And, um, you know. I don't necessarily agree with the move, and, you know, I'll just leave it at that. I mean, I could talk a little bit more about, you know, as to why, but I think everybody knows, and, you know, we've talked about it in the past. I think that, um, you know, you start all over again. You know, you've got guys- Well, that's my
1: stance. You know, I hate to see them break continuity, because that's what this team needs.
0: They do. And, I mean, you know the personnel, you know, if you bring in a new system- You know, you've got Wilkins and Phillips playing at an extremely high level right now. And, you know, if you switch to a different type of offensive formation, how is that going to affect these guys? Is it going to make them better or is it going to make them worse? Because our run defense this year was just absolutely outstanding. Six Mm -hmm. best in the league. And, um, you know, the secondary had some issues simply because we were – you know, down a lot of guys. So, you know, I I just don't understand it, but it is what it is. We have to move on from it.
2: It's been a long time since we could say we were the sixth best run defense in the league. And it it felt really good to be able to stop opposing offenses from running the ball and making them one dimension, one dimensional. But even when they were one dimensional, you know, uh, they were scoring points on us. And as far as, getting rid of half of or however many the number is, you know, one of the things that we don't get to see and that the other coaches do, namely McDaniels, is what kind of teachers these guys are, right? What kind of personal responsibility they take. And over the span of 18 weeks of game planning, putting these things into place, practice uh, in the film rooms, that sort of thing, you know, the only thing that I can really say is that I have faith that he's keeping the right guys on board and will bring along the right guy for to fill the spots. You know, we have more than just a defensive coordinator spot to fill, and uh, he's going to be looking for guys who can teach. And the, one of the reasons why I'm so confident is that, in that is look what he did at the offensive coordinator position and the offensive line position. Uh, both of those guys this year came in and did outstanding jobs in my in my mind, and uh, they're great teachers. So I think that uh, that we're going to do well in this search, and we're going to bring in the right guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, if if you've worked, and I know we all have, you know, when you're in that work environment, sometimes the guys that challenge the head the head honcho more than others have to. Basically, in the end, get the hatchet right. You know, you d- you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, and you may be absolutely right, Daniel. But you know, there are times where disagreements and under certain circumstances and different things that are going on behind closed doors, you know, that has something to do with the fact that you know they want to just get rid of people that maybe just you know were more challenging and you know question certain things about what was going on so we don't know what goes on behind closed doors i've said this before and i'll say it again i think coaching in the nfl is important to some degree um but as you see guys come and go and we see a lot of them and we've seen a ton of them over the years and we've seen them go elsewhere guys like vance joseph who went over to denver and and became a head coach and failed miserably i mean this happens all the time. I mean, you have to have the personnel. That's the number one thing. And you know, that's that's a whole different area of our football team. You know, once you it's easy to coach certain guys. I mean, you know, when you've got exceptional players, you know, you just put a plan in, in place and they get the job done. You know, if you don't have the horses to run the race, it 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 makes it a lot more difficult for coaches to to you know get that final finished really good product uh put out to you you know as a unit so you know coaching to me has always been overrated and um there's millions of examples there's a lot more examples in regard to failures and whatnot than there are success stories in regard to guys moving around i mean just look at the amount of changes there are every single year i mean it's solid, all
1: optics, Lewis. It's all oh, optics. It's,
0: yeah. I mean, it's all scapegoating, I think. You know, well, we failed here, we failed there. Let's, you know, let's see if we can try something different. Mike The you, fan
1: base is tired of losing. We're gonna make a change. That's all. And then they make all. a change. And We're it's, not it, the change. cycle goes over again. You know. It's
0: it starts all over again. Yeah. I mean, when Shula had his staff, unless they unless they retired
1: yeah, or, he or they will
0: they get, even, Mike, I think even a lot of the times when they got offered a higher position, you know, they stood with them. And, I mean, you know, Shula, for the most part, had a lot of different coaches come in later on. But, my God, there were years where you just had the same staff year in and year out. And they were, you know, they were successful. Yeah,
1: Sandusky was with them since uh, he started.
0: A ton of guys, Mike. You know, Arnsberger left, got a head coaching job, came back. The bottom line is that when you look around the NFL, there's so much movement every year. There's so many firings. To me, it's just overrated. It really is. It just is. I mean, the players, you know, Aaron Rodgers, guys like that, Tom Brady, all these type of guys, they, they make your team look a hell of a lot better. They win a lot of football games for you, and that's the bottom line in the end. You know, how many wins do you have? Now, you look at Minnesota as an example. I mean, honestly, that, that head coach won 11, what was it, 11 or all 13 of their games? by less, games. Yeah, by one score, less than one score or by one score. I mean, they were all very tight games. Now, is this guy a fantastic coach? Because in, you know in the playoffs, the Giants just annihilated him. Or did he have good enough <laughs> personnel to win football games week in and week out? you know, and, and they were able to get into the playoffs and have a, a really good record at the end of the season. I well, think that, go ahead.
2: Well, I, I kind of stand on the other side of that. So obviously with our our uh, staffs in the past, you've heard of some disagreements or bumping heads, you know, the Flores thing, the offensive coordinator things, whatever. But I, I think I kind of stand on the other side of that argument because if you bring in a good teacher, You can get your guys in the right spots and positions and teach them what to do. You can win football games. Just look at the other side of that game you're talking about right now. Brian Dable in New York as a Giants head coach. That team has very minimal talent on the offensive side of the football. And Daniel Jones has been, let's just admit it, he's been a bad quarterback for his entire career. He came out, had a career year, led them to the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, with literally sneezes and undrafted free agents and practice squad players at their wide receiver position. Right. So I, I, I do think that the teachers that you bring in the guys who can lead men make a huge difference. That's why those guys stuck with Shula, right? Because he was a leader of men. He was a teacher of the game. So, um, I stand a little bit on the other side of that argument, but I definitely understand talent makes it easier to coach, but it's not the only thing because you can have plenty of talent on a team, uh, look at the offensive side of the ball in Tampa Bay this year, and, and have poor coaching and, and not make it uh, to the promised land. You know, yeah. I
1: think you can find examples on both sides of that. You can. definitely and, and can.
0: And you just mentioned Tampa Bay. You know, Leftwich got fired this year. I know. And he's been with them through the Super Bowl season and everything. So, th- this is my whole point. But you they know, had Ray-
2: Bruce Arians as their head coach, a guy who has been well known to take teams above and beyond. And then as soon as he's gone, uh, that team falls apart. Did, did they win their division? Sure. Is that enough? No, they were they were not a good football team this year, even with a loaded, talented uh, well, you roster. You
1: could look at New England and say, "What happened when Brady left?"
0: Exactly. I mean, listen, and and Mike, it's not only Brady. I mean, they lost, you know, a lot of good quality football yeah, players, I
1: mean, and whoever else, but
0: whoever else. And and you're right. I mean, you can make an argument on both sides, but you know, my thought is is this is right. If New England you know, if their quarterback was a little bit better, right? Mm-hmm. And not Mac Jones, you know, where are they? Right? If Brady's there in his basically heyday, are are they are they a playoff team that wins games and possibly goes to the Super Bowl? Well I don't you, know. Yeah, I mean, you but,
2: look at the coaching they had on the offensive side of the ball this year, and I would lean no. You know, like they had a couple of defensive guys calling plays and running that offense. And you see what happens, right? Those guys are no longer doing that and they're bringing in Bill O'Brien, right? So uh, I think it's Bill O'Brien. Um, and so you see where the coaching matters. Uh, we see it all the time. And, and we also have some examples of where how many, it how many work coaches
1: out. left New England?
2: <laughs> quite a few over the it years a whole list of them sure. successfully
0: yeah, yeah. and 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 more successful not not now I that I can't, list shrinks <laughs> i can't think of one honestly yeah. i really can't i mean you can you know mcdaniel failed um romeo well, bill o'brien Cromwell was failed. probably
2: the best example of a coach who succeeded with houston right so he he coached that team really well for several years now did he win anything not really you know no. but but still he was uh, he was a decent head coach for a while not a very good general manager <laughs> mind you but he was a decent head coach
0: yeah i mean again you know we can go back and forth and and it, i just think you know in, in regard to coaching it's very much overrated because guys go from being great coaches to being fired Two years later. That's and it, is. Lewis.
1: The way the league is, you've got those two or three or four top coaches, and then you've got everybody else.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And those are the guys that, you know, I think are the very good coaches. You know, the, these assistant coaches, if in fact, Daniel, what you're saying is true, all of these assistant coaches, if they're under what, if they're, if they're that good a coach, then they should become very good coaches in the NFL. When they've left New England, most of the guys have failed. They haven't done well at all. They've actually only lasted a couple of years here or there. And, you know, I mean, we can look at some of the coaches that we hired. Philbin came from Green Bay. Who had one of the best offenses in football. Well, we found out mighty quickly that it may have just been the talent that they had there <laughs> and not so much Philbin, because when he came here, you know, their offense was ridiculous. I mean, it just wasn't a very good football team. So, I mean, you know, we can go like I, like Mike said, we could go back and forth all day. Um, I think there are examples of very good coaches. There are guys that do coach well. And my I mean, Daniel, you can coach a guy until you're blue in the face. But
1: yeah, teach, teach Kosicki to block. It ain't happening.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that's my whole point. The bottom line is, is that in the end, the guy has to have talent. The guys that you're going, the guys that you're lining up, the 22 starters have to be rock solid football players. San Francisco has a very, very, very balanced football team. Cincinnati's defense is very, very underrated. Their offense is outstanding. Um, you know, these are the type of guys that that make your football team. I mean, you know, look at the Chargers in LA. You know, the injuries that they had definitely had an effect on you know on the outcome of their season. Wasn't the LA.
1: coaching? I'm sorry. Yeah, man. he did. You said he, LA. He, he I did say it. LA. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, I finally got it right after. 19 20 weeks right <laughs> yeah so
2: well it's been a couple this. of seasons actually so let's be real
0: well this year you know yeah, last yeah. year i don't know how much we talked about the la but the la chargers but this year i know they pretty much came up just about every week and the mistake was made over and over again but you know let's let's move on from it you know yeah, the yeah, the yeah. bottom line is boyer is gone and um now we start all over again with a whole different scheme sort to speak Maybe. and possibly and most the, likely actually yeah most likely we'll see you know they're going to use personnel differently you know i just hope that you know van Ginkel and guys that are free agents they don't just cast aside and said yeah this is a new regime we're going to get some new blood let these guys walk because um you know i i like him i think yeah. he's an extremely good football player Same. and it, it's going to be a loss he's well, one of the few- pro football
1: focus said he's the free agent we should try to keep yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean and we've we've I think all three of us have said, have said the same thing um you know during the past few shows and when he wasn't playing an awful lot. So, you know, I mean, you know, that that's what comes with with new coaches, you know, is probably some guys that they're familiar with and maybe some casualties of guys that you know we've grown to like.
1: Yeah. So it goes.
0: So it go- and so it goes, Mike, but, and so it goes. you know, they're,
1: they're uh, interested in interviewing their uh, linebackers coach, Anthony, uh, what is it, uh, Campanile. Yeah. So it- if they hire him, then there probably wouldn't be that, that change that, you know, we're talking about. We'd like to throw a shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show. And uh, here's a little message, and we'll be right back. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. I'll be looking at the quarterbacks of the championship games on the AFC side. You've got Mahomes and you've got Burrow, and that's uh, tough to pick between those two. I mean, they're they're both solid quarterbacks who uh, can carry their team at times and, and usually do. I think if you're going to bet the game, you probably want to go with the home team. And Mahomes in Kansas City, that's if his injury is... Uh, uh, not serious. If he does have any kind of uh, problem with his mobility, then I think the advantage shifts to uh, Burrow and the Bengals. Anyway, uh, that's that's my thoughts on it. But uh, So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 free bets instantly. That's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details.
2: Yeah. And he knows a guy like Van Ginkle really well, right? So he would he would uh, have good reason to bring him back or, you know, push the other way on that. I, I, uh, I find it interesting that we've let go or fire the other linebacker coaches. And then this guy gets a, uh, an interview for the DC role. And honestly, well, there's got to be but- a reason. Before, before we uh, mention him for the DC role, I, I, I've looked over our coaching tree several years in a row, and I don't remember this guy's name. So uh, <laughs> that's terrible on my part, most likely, um, and that's sad for, for me to say out loud. but it, Anthony Campanile. Good. I didn't know his name either. Yeah, I, I uh, have a hard time seeing him fill in the role.
1: And uh, they're also interested in talking to uh, the Seahawks' Sean Desai. And Desai was uh, one of Fangio's right-hand men for a while.
2: Yeah, Desai's been in the NFL uh, on the defensive coaching tree since 2013, so this will be his 10th year. He's also the first-ever uh, Indian descent uh, yep. coordinator. In the NFL, he was the defensive coordinator for the Bears a couple of years ago. He's the associate head coach for Seattle right now. He's a hell of a teacher. Right? And this goes back to what I was talking about a little while ago. He uh, he has degrees for Boston College, Columbia, and Temple. Uh, philosophy, political science. Like, he's uh, an adjunct professor. Uh, he's, he's a wizard,
1: according to one of the Bear linebackers. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's a hell of a teacher. I think he's the type of guy... That McDaniel would gravitate towards. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, that may
1: be a good thing or a bad thing. We don't know what we don't know. Okay. We don't know know how these guys would do. I mean, we could speculate and, you know, uh, they're probably going to run more zone and and things like that if you go with a, a Fangio disciple
0: right well what's the deal with Fangio I mean all this talk about him and now well there's
1: nothing concrete saying that we're interested in him I mean it's Mm -hmm. all speculation
2: Twitter says Albert Breer says that we're uh we're gonna make a hard push for him but you know it says the same thing about other teams Fangio is currently not on a team he is quote unquote a free agent as far as coaches go so he would be a guy that could be hired as a defensive coordinator. He's and, being
1: linked to Sean Payton.
2: Sure, well he's been linked to Mike McDaniel in the past as well. You know that he's a guy because No, uh, well, I know and, Miami
1: when uh, McDaniel originally spoke to him before he uh took the job, you know. Yeah. So, you know, evidently they did, they didn't make an agreement, I don't know why, but uh, that didn't happen. So, you know, maybe it happens now, maybe it doesn't, who knows. But uh, if I got to choose between Sean Payton and Mike McDaniel, I think Payton has the better resume and that's the direction I'm going.
2: Well, I'm not sure think is the right word. I would say that uh, certainly uh, Sean Payton has the the better resume there.
1: Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, then maybe that's why they're looking at uh, eye.
2: Yeah, would make sense. He's also – it looks like he's interviewing for a couple of other defensive coordinator positions. Minnesota. Minnesota Mm -hmm. and Cleveland as well, I believe. So he's a guy who is definitely on the radar. Uh, I think he might be one of those young minds who uh, can teach football players well.
1: You know, Leslie Frazier uh, is with Buffalo, as everybody should know. Mm -hmm. Um, He may not be retained.
0: Right, that's what the talk is. his contract
1: expires uh, at the end of this year.
0: And how many years has he been there, Mike? Do you know? Not
2: off the top of my head, no. That would be really interesting because he's been really good there for them.
0: Yeah, and, you know, back to my point, you know, is it because they were hurt this year or did he just stop becoming a good good coach over there, right? (laughs) I mean, you know, this – it goes on and on. Their defense did really slip quite a bit this year, yeah. but it had more to do with the fact the defense just did not play well.
2: He's um, been their DC since 2017.
0: 2017. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. actually, I think he was the secondary coach in 2017. I think he took over as defensive coordinator three years ago in 2020, mm. if I'm not mistaken. January um, of
2: 2017, Frazier was hired to be their defensive coordinator.
0: Okay. Well, yep. then you're right. Yep. You're right. Then I mean, I've got I've got different information here, but e- either way, he's been with that organization for a bit now. Um, and you know, again, you know, their defense has been extremely solid up till this season. You know, I mean, it, it that, And this is what bugs me. You know, they're screaming for this this poor guy's head. And you know, what did he do? Any did he do anything different this year? Probably not. You know,
1: well, maybe he should have. <laughs>
0: Maybe. (laughs) You're right, Mike. He may may have had to do different
2: Therein lies the problem.
0: I'm sure. Now, this guy, I mean, you brought up Leslie Frazier, Mike. I mean, this guy played with, uh, you know, under Buddy Ryan. So, boy, I'll tell you what. If you don't learn defense playing under Buddy Ryan, then um, I don't know what to tell you, you know, because that guy, all he cared about was (laughs) defense. I mean, you know, he he was he was really, really an exceptional coach and just a a character. A character of a man, no doubt about it. One of my favorite coaches outside of the Dolphin organization. Really? Oh yeah, without a doubt. How could you not like him? Yeah. You know? He was a nut, throwing punches nut. on the sideline. Yeah. And took no shit. <laughs> he was no shit guy. You know, he wasn't. Mike, listen, I'm going to be straight up with you. You know, the McDaniels of the world and these 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 new guys, you know, these young guys, these so-called geniuses, you know, I mean, I'm an old school guy. I like the guys like Vrabel, you know, Bill Cower.
2: Yeah, sure. I like
0: those type of guys. Who doesn't? In your face, you know, get the friggin' job done or else I'm going to, you know, just be in Rip your, your ass the whole game. Bill Parcells. <laughs> Those type of guys you know I mean you know they they were hard asses and you know Shula you know is another example I mean you know they were hard asses they got they got in your face and you know gave you shit if you weren't doing the you know doing things right you know today's coaching I know it's a different you know it's a different type of individual there's a reason
1: with. Shula's team was at least penalized damn near every season
0: yeah <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's a whole different type of animal that you're dealing with in regard to these players. They're too temperamental. We see it all the time. You know, they're like big babies. They, you know, they just, they can't handle, you know, that type of stuff. They want to fight you, you know, instead of respecting and understand what they're trying to get you to do. And I think when, when guys get older and they retire – you know, a lot of these players have come out and, you know, especially, you know, talking about Schuler and other coaches that were real hardcore, you know, they had an incredible amount of respect from, for them when it was all said and done. And, yeah. you know, that's the type of guy that I like. So, Well,
2: the, a Buddy Ryan or a Bill Cower is certainly not coming back to play uh, defensive coordinator. So <clears throat> let me ask you guys this. Is there uh, a wish list? You guys have a wish list, a, a, a name to watch, somebody that you'd like to see on the sidelines is our DC?
1: I got wish lists for quarterbacks. I don't have one well, for defensive coordinators.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a topic for another podcast. Lou, do you got anybody that you you know keep your eye on? This is a guy you'd like to see?
0: Yeah. yeah. Brian Flores. Oh my God! How did I? <laughs> That's, so a, joke. I That's almost, a joke. I almost joke. I almost said
2: that old school mentality. You mean like Flores?
0: Daniel, what did we? What we we literally <laughs> just just had a back and forth discussion for like ten minutes. No, so I know. I'm you, kidding. You're, you're asking me a question to where I, you know, these names can come at me, and I know Mike is is in the same boat you know you're going to hear names we're going to read about them we're going to they're going to be praised they're going to be this they're going to be that and in the end you know what we just have to sit there and hope that we get some guys back in the secondary and you know all of our defensive players on the field and that's all that matters to me i mean whoever's coaching them is just an afterthought like i said they come and go all well, right, I don't th- well, I
1: don't think you're getting Byron Jones in the secondary.
0: Well, um, no. Probably no, not. Probably not.
2: Yeah, right? probably not, unless he takes, uh, you know, a veteran minimum contract or something crazy. All right, But so- Needham.
0: Needham can be back, Mike, you know, and yep. um, Williams and Brandon Jones. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's guys. I mean, I think Needham, if he's healthy, you know, is an absolute necessity um, to bring back. He's such a good, solid football player.
2: Well, for the sake of the podcast, and I won't go into details on any of these. I'll just give three names that I would say to watch, and uh, those names are Jim Leonard, the coach from Wisconsin. He played in the league. Uh, I think he's a great. I think he's a, an option that's going to be a, a good NFL coach. Uh, you have Mike Zimmer. Uh, everybody knows Mike Zimmer was the coach of the Vikings. He went on. He was uh, an assistant of some sort for Jackson State. But Dion has moved on. I would say he's a name to watch, and then Gerard Mayo, the linebackers coach, right now at the much hated New England Patriots. That's a guy I think that will be a DC before long. If it's yeah, not this he, season. he
1: would be more likely a more yep. likely candidate.
0: Yeah, I so, don't see. Yeah, I don't see Zimmer coming here. I mean, I just don't. see Maybe not.
2: It. But he is a, a guy a name to watch because he much like in the vein of Fangio is much respected. He's he's coached defense for a long time. You know he's been at a DC or a head coach in the league since 2000. So uh, he has been around the block and knows how to run a defense. You know he. Uh, I think he helped uh, with Parcells. I mean I think he's a Parcells disciple if I remember correctly. So yeah a guy who knows his way around a DC position. And I, I think that he may come back to the league at some point. So I just, just can't see him,
0: you know, the, the, some of these veteran coaches just coming. I, I just don't see that, you know, the, you know, I don't see McDaniel bringing those type of guys in. I just don't say it. You well, know, if I think- he's
2: interested in a Vic Fangio, uh, I don't think that there's any reason why he well, would be interested. We don't know interested. that he, he is. Well, I, yeah, we know that he I, has been, right? Right. So, Just saying, I don't see why there is no any reason why he wouldn't be interested. Has he come
0: out and said that he's interested in Fangio? I mean, where is where? No, he talked to him
2: before he became the head. Like as he was taking the he tried to get him initially. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, he tried to get him to come in and coach the defense initially when he first got hired. Got yeah,
1: And and after they they decided decided to, they decided to keep Boyer instead. Yeah, Mm -hmm. after the the
2: Denver job fell apart for Fangio, uh, there was conversations about him coming to Miami as the DC.
0: We wow. talked for a good thirty minutes about uh, assistant
1: coaches. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what else we're here do we for. Got?
0: What else do we got, Michael?
1: Well, we we have the Super Bowl possibilities. I was going to ask you guys about they. They wrote an article today, and uh, I thought what it was, was they, a, Mike. Huh? Yeah, I believe it was. I'm not positive, but I think it was Pro Football Focus. It okay. may have been. It may have been CBS Sports. It was one of the two. Okay. And uh anyway it was the the four possible matchups for the Super Bowl and, and which would be your favorite? Mm-hmm. And the possibilities are that the Chiefs versus the Niners, the Bengals versus the Eagles, the Bengals versus the Forty ers and the Chiefs versus the Eagles. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So which game would you most like to see?
0: Michael? Go ahead, you start. You posed a question. Obviously, you've had the most time to think about it. I actually so. haven't
1: thought about it until right now. But I Got think I, if you if you put me, if you pressed me like you're doing, then I would tell you Bengals-Eagles. Bengals-Eagles. Okay, go ahead, Daniel.
2: Yeah, and I think I am more on Bengals-Niners for a couple of reasons. Uh, you know, I think Joe Burrow has taken that step. And if he beats Mahomes again, he's 4-0. Uh, I think we're a little burnout on the Chiefs, right? And uh, I the Brock Purdy thing for the Niners is really interesting to me. Uh, he played college football here in my home state. Everybody around here absolutely loves him. And they traded three first picks for Trey Lance. So that entire dynamic is really interesting. Uh, what to do with Mr. Irrelevant versus uh, Trey Lance, who was the third pick in the draft. So... Uh, and I uh, I just would really like to see that matchup. I think the Mangles could really take this thing home this year.
0: I mean, entertainment-wise, you know, I think Kansas City-Philadelphia would probably be an entertaining game because of Mahomes and Kelsey. And then on the opposite side, got a slew of Philadelphia Eagle players that – on offense that are just exciting to watch. Yeah. Smith, AJ Brown, they've got a great tight end, they've got good running backs, they've got a great quarterback Philly. Um not to say that San Francisco doesn't have a good offense, but I think that entertainment wise, you know, Kansas City and Philadelphia would be probably a little bit high scoring. Now Cincinnati, you know, depending on what their situation is, you know, across that offensive line, I mean Philly could literally, and I know what you're saying, Daniel, they could go all the way, you know, but we saw what Buffalo's defense was all about. When they go against Philadelphia, and I think that's who they're going to be playing, you know, I I see Philadelphia beating San Francisco. I don't know why. I mean, you know, I just feel that Philadelphia is going to, to wind up beating them somehow, some kind of way. And that's not to take anything away from San Francisco, but a rookie quarterback, Winning against that Eagle team, I think, is going to be a tall task. And I think that the Eagles are going to do enough to beat them. There's never um, been a
2: rookie quarterback start the Super Bowl, right? If I remember correctly. I don't think it's ever happened in league history, which would be crazy.
0: It would be crazy. Absolutely. And that, that's where I think, you know, I think that Philadelphia is going to give them a, a, a little bit of a yeah. problem. You know, when you go into a Super Bowl situation, and I I do think that Cincinnati, again, depending on their offensive line, can beat Kansas City. You know, I think that they can go up there and they can beat them. But one way or another, you know, I think Philly's defense is the difference here. I think, you know, out of the, you know, if in fact they get there, I think that Cincinnati's offensive line is not going to be able to do what they did against Buffalo. I think it, it, it'd be it'd, it'd be a big problem for them. And Philadelphia can score points as well. All four teams are worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that, you know, to answer the question, Mike, <laughs> I don't really care. I mean, all four of these teams, whatever combination of two teams it is, it's going to be a fun game. Yeah. I mean, San Francisco, Kansas City would be great. San Francisco, Cincinnati would be great. And then... You know the other, all the other possibilities. I think one way or another, you've got four really good football teams, and no matter what takes place, you're going to see a really good Super Bowl. Which you can't really say year in and year out. You know, there's years where you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about this team making it. You know, I don't think it'd be, you know, an exciting Super Bowl. New England. Yeah. Well, you know, Lou, my my so. next question
1: is, who do you think is going to win this weekend?
0: I I think Cincinnati's going to win. I think they have a better defense in in the AFC, even though they're going to be on the road. They went up to Buffalo and won. I think they can go up to Kansas City and win. Um, And I I truly believe that the quarterback situation is going to be the difference. I mean, listen, San Francisco's got a great defense, but, man, oh, man, Eagle quarterback, that kid can play. I mean, you know, I thought coming off of the injury – That you know he was going to struggle a bit. He looked pretty damn good, didn't he? Yeah. And I mean they they dominated the Giants. I mean they they absolutely dominated. They 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 did not. I mean both sides of the football. You know that game could have been even. What was the final thirty seven to seven?
2: I don't even know. I stopped watching it.
0: It could have been worse. I mean if Philadelphia needed to do more, they probably could have. So, I mean you know that that's a that's a telling tale right there. You know, um, you know, that that team is very, very good. It's going to be they're going to be great games. But uh, I say Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and I think Philadelphia is going to win it all.
2: Yeah. So regardless of who wins this weekend, we're in for a treat the last couple of weeks of the season, uh, these championship games and the Super Bowl. I agree on both fronts. I think Philadelphia is going to be too much for San Francisco. Jalen Hurts is on another level right now. I think Cincinnati goes into Kansas City. The thing that we didn't mention was uh, the high ankle sprain from Holmes right now.
0: Yeah, that's another issue. Yep. I have a feeling
2: that's going to affect him. Uh, I am playing, he says. Uh, you know, and, and Andy Reid said he is playing, but I, I would absolutely expect it to hinder him. And, and so I think that it's going to be Cincinnati and Philadelphia in Arizona. And I actually do think Cincinnati finds a way to pull it off this time. You know, one of the most underrated things of this entire season, how long has it been since we've seen a Super Bowl loser from the previous year not go through a hangover? Uh, these teams don't make the playoffs most of the time the next year. And Zach Taylor's really got his team performing well. So I think Cincinnati finds a way to pull it off, and Joe Burrow, the 101 from a couple of years ago, ends up as Super Bowl champion this year.
0: All right. Mike, yep. who, do you, who do you like?
2: No, I told you in the beginning, uh, Bengals-Eagles,
1: and that's, that's pretty much who I like. Uh, but you know, I, I, never count Mahomes out. You just right. can't. So, you know, they got to earn it, but, uh, it wouldn't shock me if the chiefs won, but I'm picking all. the Bengals and, and, uh, the Eagles.
0: Right. And who to win it.
1: That's good. I'm going to need another week to think about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's probably, we probably should have did that as well, depending on what happens in these football games. If in fact, the teams that we predicted even are there.
2: Well, right. if Cincinnati yeah. doesn't win this weekend, I get another pick next week. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, All right. And then last thing for me, how great was it to watch Buffalo go down, fellas? So exciting to watch Cincinnati whoop them.
0: They did whip them, too. Yeah. They did. Whoop them. They sure did. You know, it 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 leaves, you know, that, that question, like, my goodness, if our offense was completely healthy mm-hmm. and our secondary was completely healthy- would we have basically done the same thing to them, you know? And, and there's a good chance. I mean, we lost by three, even with, you know, those players out, you know, a third, you know, our third string quarterback in, um, you know, it, it just bugs you because you're like, wow, you know, we, we would have had a legitimate shot at going up there and beating them and then moving on to the next round. So close. Um, or if so Tua far. was
2: healthy, right? There was the other thing that, you know, we talk about availability. If Tua was there in that game versus Buffalo, we could have been playing Cincinnati. Very possible, yep. But it was all awesome right. watching Buffalo go down. Awesome. Of course it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, all the games were, you know. You I know, don't
2: we know. were
1: talking a while back about how good the AFC East was, and they didn't prove it to us, did they? No. <laughs> Not in
0: the second half of the season. Everybody was saying, oh, we're the best division in, in football. And – um I don't know about that. When it came mean, time you you
1: know, to prove it, they couldn't do it. So. As the
0: season, yeah, as the season progressed, you know, the Jets, us, you know, we yeah. we, we kind of took a old dive, know, a little dive, and New England was, you know, to me, New England won some football games, but they're an average football team. That's a, that's exactly what. Yeah, that's they what all, their record was. Average. Exactly. I mean, you look at that team, and they didn't have a ton of injuries, and no. they were still average. You know. You look at Buffalo, yeah, they had injuries. You know, on the defensive side they had some players down. Us on on you know, on both sides of the football lost a lot of key players including our starting quarterback and our backup. So, you know, when you look at the season as a whole and you look at, you know, who was fortunate to get through the season and who wasn't. You know, New England was, was yeah, they, they were pretty healthy. I mean, the Jets lost a dynamic running back, which definitely affect, yep. affected them. Pretty um, They lost some guys on the defense and, I believe, on the offensive line. So, you know, New England's an average football team. So I know the injuries did definitely hurt the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. So, you know, they probably would have all finished better had they stayed healthier. But, you know, to say they're the best division in football, I you know I I don't know. I it's going to you know, be a really a interesting
2: off season for the FC East. A lot of questions need to be answered in this division, and uh, we're going to get some. So
0: yeah, we we definitely are. Yeah, you may not like the answers. <laughs> You're not going to like the answers because all the other teams are in. Or a little we bit may better... love
2: them. You know the Jets may keep Zach Wilson. Thumbs yeah, up. Two thumbs yeah. up.
0: That's not going to happen. Joe and Flacco. You know, what, you know what Jet fans are
2: saying. They're gonna go get Derek Carr, right? No, no, Tom Jet, fans are, saying,
0: <laughs> Jet fans are saying, God, I hope the Dolphins keep to
2: <laughs> No, they're saying like, go get Jimmy G New York. That's what they want.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's gonna be quite interesting. The unfortunate thing, Daniel, is that we're out of the teams in our division. We're probably in the worst shape in regard to you know everything um, assets as far, assets you know
1: cash uh, and draft picks
0: exactly Mike thank you for um,
1: clarifying that,
0: for clarifying that and getting that out before I could I appreciate it you're welcome my mind's going in ten different directions here but well yeah sadly. they're in a little bit they're in a little bit better shape than we are going into this you know this off season and you know this guy Greer you know better do something right. Well, because they're going to
1: they're going to free up cash. There's no question about it. Don't end up with 30-40 million yeah. to spend.
0: Right. Yep. I, I like those draft picks, Mike, more so than them free agents.
1: Yeah, you, you and I see that the same. Yep.
2: <laughs> I think I like that means our guys. time is up, right guys, and don't forget everybody to follow us at FinFansPodcast Podcast on Twitter. It was a great episode. Thanks for having me, fellas. Boy, yeah. you,
1: you might as well finish closing it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you tried, and I just tried to help you. I, You was trying.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for joining me this evening.
0: Very, very welcome.
1: And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, fins up.
0: Fins up. Fins up, doll fans.
1: All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans Podcast is proud of to be part of DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right. Until next time, be well and take care.